0: And welcome back to 216 Baseball, Cleveland Baseball Podcast. His name's Alex. My name's Paul. And if you guys are sick and tired of waiting around for something to happen with baseball, so do we. You're in the right spot. Let's get into it. That's what's going on, man? How you doing today, brother?
1: Doing pretty well. It's uh Martin see that felt
0: day. way more natural than last episodes.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, How you episode, doing, I brother? Did... <laughs> yeah, I, uh, well, I did it sarcastically just in case that was lost on you, uh because you always do the hey, Alex. <laughs> so I had to like get you. No, um it's Martin Luther King Day, so off of off of work today, and you're off of work not for that, but just because it's your day off. So yep. Here we are recording a podcast as best friends. Big so. Pharma
0: doesn't stop, neither do I. Oh
1: shit, okay. That's the update. You just, <laughs> just sticking it to you said I'm not coming in today. You guys both just decided to Yeah to take a day off uh-huh. from the battle. the constant battle of Big Pharma. But no man, I'm I beat good. I
0: beat Big Apple.
1: You did beat Big Apple. I did you beat Big
0: phone? Apple. I got my phone back finally. I'm a member of society again. You are. No more taking phone calls
1: on your watch, Flex. Yeah, um, texting via Siri and
0: uh, all that good stuff. Able to Snapchat me again? Yeah, which we never started our streak back up. I haven't. I, I I've emailed Snapchat. They never emailed me back, so I think we're just boned. It honestly, it's kind of
1: freeing now that we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because like every morning we would do it, and it was like part of my like
0: routine it's not
1: a chore it takes four seconds not like, even I have but to yeah do it yeah and it's like now it's freeing it's like you know what we're grown ass men
0: yeah it was fun i really wanted to hit 365 and then i think i was going to call it but
1: yeah i know it. we ended at 318 yeah here we are like little middle school girls mm-hmm. but uh but no what's new with you man i uh, i've talked to you a, a fair amount this year since you got your phone back and in general we talk quite a bit but
0: What's, what's um since the last time I i've been watching a lot of yellowstone which uh a lot of my friends have told me that i would really like uh because i i we talked about before we started but i really like the the series sons of anarchy and uh this is pretty much sons of anarchy with cowboys so it's it's really good uh so i've been i'm like seven episodes into it and they're the first episode's like an hour forty five, and then every episode after that's like forty five minutes.
1: Yeah, so I've
0: watched a decent bit of it, but other than that, just working, wheeling, dealing, wine and died in sixty nine, and you know what I'm saying,
1: yeah, yeah, <laughs> and surviving the the tropical or the what is it the
0: coast coastal, coastal storm. storm, whatever the fuck it was. It was like a baby North. hurricane. It was nuts yesterday, and it's still it's it's not as bad today. Like it's it's sunny and. Cold, but uh, no rain. Just super windy. We,
1: uh, I saw on Twitter our friends in Cleveland who, as they listen to this, will be like, "Yeah, bro, we know." Got like sixteen inches. Yeah, like legit Uh sixteen inches. I opened up Twitter to somebody with a measuring tape of like they're like my driveway this morning, and I was like, "I, I I hate that for you." That's why
0: when I was like when I was driving yesterday, that's why. Or I mean, this is gonna make me sound like a bad driver, but everyone wants to live by the ocean until something like this happens where i was getting dumped on dumped yeah. on cuz i had to go to uh my work to get my w2 and uh they they had everything the bar was open for playoff football um and so they were actually pretty busy but i w- walked through the back and the entire back patio was flooded
1: oh jeez yeah
0: it was bad we got i think I'd have to double check because I don't want to guess, but we got a probably a, close to a metric fuck ton of rain.
1: Okay, so just close, like plus or minus like 5%.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we got dumped on yesterday. It was bad. People don't know how to drive. Someone was going 25 miles per hour on the freeway.
1: <laughs> Take the back road, Sally. <laughs> Hey, that was me when I told you around, what was it, Thanksgiving or whatever? Yeah. I was up in Cleveland, and I got, man, that was bad. But yeah, for rain, rain is different than snow, just like visibility. I mean, you got to slow down, but yeah. like 25. And
0: I need to ask you something, right? I thought about this yesterday while I was driving, and I All can't right, can be the you. only one.
1: Okay, lay it on me.
0: Are you self-conscious about your windshield wiper speed? Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No,
1: like, it has to be just right. Like, yeah. there's no way I just would my th- like, I don't
0: want it to be too fast and look like a bitch. Yeah,
1: no. And I don't want it to be too slow because it's like, I don't want to die. Like, yeah. get a baby on the way. No, 100%. You knew the answer to this question okay. before you asked it. Like, me as a person, it has to be calculated perfectly to
0: whatever. I will just See? sit there and I'm like, no, 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 no. Too fast. Too fast. Whoa, girl. Whoa. <laughs> See, I keep my... I also use Rain-X on my windshield wiper. So, like, I... Rain just like beads off my windshield, Yeah. so it doesn't it doesn't build up like a lot of, like normal. Yeah, so I leave mine like purposely like two clicks slower than I probably should. So just to let uh, the rainx work, you're like yeah, like, no baby. like I, I paid for you do your job like <laughs>
1: yeah exactly. I, I, <laughs> I paid for the work. I would get the work. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh yeah, I just want to make sure I'm not the only one, and let us know on Twitter if you're the same way, like. I I think most people are just like as a society, but yeah, I felt, I thought about it yesterday for the first time and I was like, you know what? I wonder if more people are like this. Like I can't be the only one that's self-conscious about it. Yeah. It has to be perfectly calibrated. I mean it like perfect. I calibrated. think we're in the majority it, on this.
1: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. And like, Listen, T. Williams. Shout out to the super fan. Like he's gonna let us know. I bet he's a big homie. Like, yeah, one hundred percent sure he calculates it because all my homies calculate. Like you have to. I'll be driving. You know, if you're on a trip or something, it's raining, or even just you know down, You know where I live. Like I live five minutes from basically uh-huh. everything, so I barely have to. But you know, if you're going like fifteen, twenty minutes, you're driving for some amount of time and like it's raining and it like dips a little bit and then it you know it it rain like you got to adjust man like yeah. you don't just set that to one speed like there's no, yeah. it is it's, not a one speed it's time. a varying
0: it's all, factor
1: man. yeah it is at all times like forget about checking blind spots like imagine if somebody found you crashed off the road with your windshield wipers at a disproportionate speed
0: to the amount of rain that just happened just way when
1: too you fast and How and guess they they find
0: you like God forbid you're in the middle of nowhere and then all of a sudden it stops raining and your windshield wipers oh. are still going super fast and then you yeah. just look like a super goober. Yeah, a super <laughs> goober. I know. That I bet you the EMTs would be like let this one just
1: flatline like Yeah, like put him out like of his what, misery. Yeah, like what is he really contributing to to what's going on here? So, um <laughs> that's good. I uh, took a little break from Teen Mom um it just i don't know the macy and ryan are stressing me out too much and leah's physically assaulting domestic violence is never okay gary uh so that's got me stressed out and i'm worried about the baby leah um and you know caitlin and and tyler have been doing better since they gave their daughter up for adoption that's just a healing process that's that's gotta be that's gotta be rough yeah i mean it's rough and they're good kids that come from a tough life but they just find out they're like one credit short or three credits short of graduating from high school so, and her mom's always chirping in her ear. So, I hate that, you know, all my homies hate Caitlin's mom. But, you know, just taking a little break because, honestly, we're on, like, almost at the end of season three now. So, and, see, yeah, like, I mean, and they're, like, 45 minutes apiece <sighs> with, like, 15 episodes You're a season. Cooking. But I watched, I've never watched The Amazing Race ever. Um, we and did talk Taylor about asked me. To uh, or she was like, hey, would you mind checking it out? I just started watching this one season because she'd never really watched it either. And uh, there's only like three episodes of the newest season because it should have already been done, but COVID hit and they're just picking it back up. But that led us to, okay, I like the concept. I want to see more of a season. So, you know, we go on Hulu because Hulu Premium Flex, whatever, no ads.
0: It's whatever, having a pretty good year. And Oh, you uh, have it with no ads, but I also have the Disney Plus bundle with ESPN Plus. So... I get that free through Verizon. So oh, well. suck up my nads.
1: <laughs> Um Because the free bundle, I don't think, is free of ads, is it? Yeah. It is? Mm-hmm. Damn, then I need to tell Taylor to cancel her Hulu then because she's paying for Hulu and we just use that.
0: It, well, Because I get it through, with Verizon. Through Verizon, it might not be without ads, but I don't have Disney Plus and everything through Verizon. Cause, mm-hmm. So the way I did it, I have Hulu Plus without ads. And then I just added to the bundle Disney Plus and ESPN Plus. Oh, okay. Yeah, I,
1: I bet you it's not without ads yeah, for the free. That would be too Okay, anyway. So we went and found like season – they're on 33. So we found like season 31 on Hulu. Or, God or damn. That. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there's a lot. It's crazy. Well, I'm sure some years they can do more than one because they only film for three, 30 days at a time. Yeah. Mind but you, it's like yeah. – Still
0: 33 yeah. seasons?
1: Yeah. So we got season 31 and finished that shit in just over 24 hours. And that that slapped. And then I texted you and I was like, listen, our new life goal is to go on the amazing race and literally win. Because, yeah, we would like, run the I board. One hundred percent confident we would just run the table at this.
0: I'm more confident about this. than I am fear factor.
1: Oh, yeah. It's not even close. Like fear factor is more like let's just hype each other up. Like we will win the amazing race. Yeah. <laughs> We will smoke people. We are two different but similar people in the way we tackle things. And both have different strengths. And you have a lot of, like, world experience. And, I mean, like, honestly, we would fit, like, a glove on this show. The two yeah. of us.
0: Like, I would. So, uh, we need everyone to go ahead and start a hashtag. Get Alex and Paul on the Amazing Race. And yeah. let's apply. <laughs> yeah,
1: Exactly. Well, you said it would be an inspirational story. Two best, I said. Here's how I'll draft it: two best friends, thousands, hundreds, or thousands of miles apart. Their friendship never breaks. One never in wavers. The serving, yeah, never wavers. The one in the military serving their country, the other working in insurance. <laughs> it's a truly inspirational story of yeah. perseverance and dedication. And honestly, I would eat them. Oh um, yeah, the BC, like. Num, 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 the emmy's gonna ride itself yeah exactly i smell an emmy coming on in case yeah. anybody wondered and yeah i even went as deep as saying uh i texted you i was like you can drive in the newest season they go to london and they have to drive a stick shift car and some people had never driven <sighs> to one. be
0: fair i've never i've only driven on the right hand side, ro- side of the road or left hand side of the road once and it was when i was in scotland and that was a whole different ball game but yeah. again if you give me 15 minutes i can pre- pretty much figure out anything
1: and i could drive a stick too but it was tough because they had right hand drive cars so you had to drive
0: a manual with your left and hand. i drove a right hand drive stick for like a year and a half in italy yeah and so i texted him i'm 19 nineteen ninety bmw 340i Ooh, flex And this thing was was a piece of shit. (laughs) I was like, You've driven the exact
1: car, right? And he's like, Yeah, I was like, The the champions, it's in the little details that we could do this.
0: Yeah. Plus, if anyone steps up to us, I'll just beat the shit out of them. We don't fear
1: heights. And you, we both have like we're just gonna keep going until we die attitudes. Like I see people stop. I am like I will literally throw up and pass out before I stop running. Like I promise you, I'll just like you. I, I will die, and if that happens, you would just sling me over your shoulder and we yeah. would keep going.
0: Yeah, cocaine's a hell of a drug.
1: Yeah, we're physically fit enough. We have the mental fortitude. The phys, like we're we're good cardio
0: wise. I am not there, but I am strong enough.
1: Yeah. I got a little bit of both too. I'll get even more in shape. Obviously, I would train to be like extra in cardio shape and really start running again. But man, all all I'm saying is hashtag Alex and Paul, amazing race, season 34 winners. Whoops. Yeah. So put money um, on it now. True. Take those DraftKings odds. Yeah. Sponsored, but you're welcome, DraftKings. All right. Let's talk about some baseball um, because we'll just Uh. mess around all day and
0: that's hilarious. (laughs) You say, uh, well, I said, uh, because not, not because base, I love baseball, obviously, but like this whole fucking lockout thing is just getting old and it is. I'm today's tired of talking about it. I think I know. I think today's day 47. Yeah. that nothing just- new has happened. Here, Here's the fucking cliff notes of this. They're going to meet this week, maybe. And then maybe we'll have something to talk about next week. Other than that, they're still just playing with their ding-dongs.
1: Well, no, they did meet. So like on Tuesday, Jeff Passan said that um, they planned to hold a session on Thursday, which would be the first time that MLB was expected to make a core economics proposal And it would be the first time they'd met since December 2nd, which again, is just pathetic and go check out the last few episodes to hear us rant and me just like almost explode at how lazy and ridiculous it is that they just took like almost a month and a half off. Um, And then on Thursday, and again, anybody who had any expectations, I don't think anybody did. I tweeted about it at two and six baseball pod plug. And I just said like, This is great that they're going to meet, but it means nothing. Nothing's going to happen. MLB will come back with a ridiculous proposal that'll just turn off the players. You know, if it gets things rolling to at least start like ping, the game of ping pong of like, here's our negotiation or proposal. If it gets that started again, great. But there was zero chance anything was going to come from this. And Late on Thursday morning, Jeff Passon said, "Yeah, there's no deal. There was never going to be one. Um, You know, they made a MLB did make a proposal. The reaction among the players was not positive. Few on either sides expected it to be. The question is how soon MLBPA counters spring training starting time is in peril. Um, So, uh, who knows how long they met for? This is exactly what we all kind of knew. But again, if it gets the game of ping pong going again, of here's our proposal. No, we hate it. Here's ours." that's that's progress so i want to recognize it but we're still we we the the game really hasn't even begun and i don't think it will have begun until we start seeing in the news um like them coming at each other's throats like when it starts posturing in the news that's when it's going to get really bad and i i don't know so but yeah paul's too long didn't read is correct basically hands on ding-dongs Nothing else is really happening.
0: Which Very pitchers rough. and catchers supposed to are supposed to report in like three weeks? Yep. So oh, it'll be delayed. Oh yeah, it'll that's gonna, that's one hundred percent going to be delayed. Yeah,
1: but it'll end up being a shortened spring training. Yeah, the
0: pitchers and catchers were supposed to report in like three weeks, and obviously that's not going to happen. Yeah.
1: So, I again, I don't think until early February anything will really start, and I do think we're going to miss some games. I, I really think we're going to miss 5-10 games, and, which yeah. is pathetic. So, um, nothing really much there. And then there was an article on it, just to get into some more detail, um, and we'll link it. But really, there's not much in here, and ESPN's just kind of keeping a, the, a running tab of yeah, every time they
0: Those meet. The article's pretty much the same shit that we've been saying for, what, 47 days? Is that what you said? Today's day 47. Yeah, for today's day 47. Yeah, it's the same thing that's been being said for 47 days that they don't like each other and that nothing's gonna happen until the games start getting threatened.
1: Yeah. And they, you know, a lot of it's the same. And when you follow the article, you'll see every time they meet, they kind of use the same format of did they meet? Are they planning to meet? How much progress, etc.? Yeah. What can break the dam? Uh one of them I just want to touch on really fast was you know, are there any new issues? And they said, there's a lingering question about the balance in the side's concerns over poor-performing teams. The players see uh, how the game's levers incentivize teams to lose. So, you know, it's tank, and that's true. Uh, the low-revenue owners believe that the fewer restraints on payroll exist, the less likely they are to be competitive. And the real question here is, will, this, will the issues of competitiveness actually factor in for either side when they get down to brass tacks? Or is it just going to be about money? And then... It also says what can break the dam here. And it says a lot of them believe that the competitive balance tax threshold uh, could wind up like the main hinge point in the negotiations. Still a little too early, uh, but they think that truly if a deal is going to happen to avoid a prolonged lockout, it almost certainly will involve the competitive balance tax floor being raised above $210 million.
0: So what I'm going to say here is that all this stuff with uh, like the lockout Like, when you're in an argument or something or, like, a fight with a a significant other and they sent you, like, this long message and you're just still pissed off and you don't want to respond and, like, you have that urge to just, like, hit send K. like Yeah. That's where I'm at. Like, I'm, like, I'm so far over all the bullshit that they're just not even ready to talk yet and then... They made one offer in forty-seven days is a fucking joke. Yeah. Well, one,
1: two. Yeah, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, you're right because of the lockout. So sorry, my bad. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. It might have been one counter, one or two tops, but yeah, it's they just took like a month and a half off because that's what people do. Yeah, and I'm talking, I'm,
0: I'm one hundred percent so far over all of it. I'm just, I wish I had a way to just time skip fucking three months to where we're playing baseball, hopefully. Yeah, we should be hyped up about the teams. We should be getting some, you know,
1: transaction news, trades, you know, Guardians Twitter should be popping off about all kinds of stuff of like, oh, are they going to pull the trigger? There should be, you know, rumors and all this, and none of that's going to happen. All we're getting is
0: a big old fuck you and a slap on the ass. Yep, so... We'll see what and happens. not a good slap on the ass, like one really? where they miss the cheek and get the crack. Oh, you're in your bag today with the descriptions. I'm feeling one myself. of those what
1: unprovoked sexual uh-huh. harassment ass slap. So, it's we'll see about the ramifications, and we'll touch on that in a minute too when we get to the main topic and stuff. But uh, some guardians news, so mix it up a little bit here um, on Tuesday. Guardians Insider, uh, an official, you know, Guardians account, tweeted out that they announced a series of baseball operations promotions. And Matt Foreman has been elevated to executive vice president and assistant general manager. And Eric Binder and James Harris were promoted to assistant general manager. So I don't know these individuals, um, but, you know, good for them. They sound like great guys. Yeah. Matt seems great. Matt Foreman seems like just a leader. Strong name yeah with that last name strong Mm -hmm. name mf mf for the yeah uh, for (laughs) for (laughs) for the initials you gotta love that eric binder and james harris so just trying to be a you know a a detail depth pod here um do with that what you may i've never really heard them before we're here to give you the
0: hard-hitting news the deep dive into your all your guardians needs Exactly. There was some
1: other stuff across all levels of the organization. I believe. I mean, as low as like low A. um But I didn't want to get into that. Just Did, kind of.
0: So so not to cut you off or pull from Guardians News. Have you seen the Yankees new? I think it was their low A or high A manager that they signed. Yep. Yep. The, female. the female. She's Which, thick as hell. I don't know that that's where we
1: should start. I think no, we start- but
0: it, it's it's a very monumental move for sports in general to have a head coach of a a professional sports team besides the wnba be a female not that the wnba yeah. doesn't count but that's primarily yeah. it's a woman's sp- uh, not primarily but it's a woman's sport so obviously they're gonna have women coaches yeah but a male played sport is having a female head coach yeah which is huge for yeah. women and
1: And I commend them, and it's amazing. All the I gotta, I gotta shout out Quincy. And I don't, you know, just because he did an episode the other day, I was cackling. He did this long, sarcastic episode about like eight reasons why men hate that there's female in sports now. And I was, it was dripping with satire. It was the funniest thing I've ever heard. So everybody should check out the Guardians fan cast episode. Like it was that good. I was just dying. But, yeah, I mean, everybody, men with their insecurities and, and, you know, women, women belong in sports. They always have. And you're cutting off, you know, a good tagline here is like you're cutting off 50 percent of the population by like just choosing that women can't be in sports. So you're ignorant. And I hope the Guardians, um, you know, just hire whoever is the most qualified for the job. If that's yeah. a male, if that's a female, whoever it is. But to shun. I heard a story that the um, and I don't have her name just because we're going off script a little bit. But um, the the manager for the Yankees low A or high A affiliate. I do not find it out. Had she had changed her name on applications from her actual name. I believe it starts with an R um, for, and she couldn't get any traction. And then she changed it to like Roy and she got all these calls back. Like all she did was change it to a male name, which is just complete horseshit. And then now she's the manager. Um, and she's been around the game a long time. She's fully qualified and it's a huge step forward for women.
0: Rachel and, uh, Balkovich. Balkovich. Yeah, so she
1: put Rachel the whole time and then she changed it to Roy. And then her like phone blew up with like everybody wanted to know. She didn't change a single thing on her resume, which is disgusting that that's what made people look at her. Yeah. Um, but it's it's awesome that she's she's to yeah. be in sports. And then we have Genevieve something. Um, for... uh, she's a
0: general manager, right?
1: No, no, no. So that is for the Miami Marlins. I can't think yeah. of her name. It's something Kim, I think. And she is the general manager of the Miami Marlins that happened yeah. last year. And then Genevieve something in the Australian League is the first woman ever to play in a professional baseball league. Oh um, damn. And she's she's seventeen years old, snapping off like eighty four mile an hour curveballs and in her first appearance got all three outs, I believe. And uh yeah, she's the first female ever to play in any level of professional baseball. So
0: Miami, Mar- Kim, and then her last name's just NG, however you pronounce that. I'm not going to yeah. try. Yeah. She's uh, Asian-American,
1: I believe. Yeah. You know Peter Moylan, the guy from John Boy Media and stuff that yeah. does? He's the Aussie guy. He used to be a reliever for the Braves, I think, and he's involved in the media. Uh, he's the head coach of that team in Australia that has Genevieve on it. Oh, dope. So, seven- 17-year-old snapping off 84-mile-an-hour curveballs getting, getting guys out. So, and the guys in the, on the internet love it. That's that's not true.
0: People I'm telling close. you, I need to get... So, I've been wanting... Oh, she was born in Indianapolis. I'm the, the owner of the Miami Marlins.
1: Ooh, I just yeah. saw that.
0: I, I looked over on my second screen. All right. Moving forward, from what I was going to say is... Now um, that we've set it up so that
1: we're not sexist pigs, <laughs> you also but, think that the well, new man is attractive.
0: Yeah. So we're not just she is very attractive. Although I'll
1: objectify some different people. I would take Tito and uh, oh different reasons, but yeah.
0: (laughs) Um but uh, me and you uh, have uh, talked about this awful and I don't think we I think we've talked about it on the podcast, but you talking about this this picture in Australia got me thinking Mm -hmm. about it again is I really want to get one of these Oculuses. And it's called Win Reality. And I haven't seen how much the software cost. But you can take actual at bats against professional. You can simulate like the, so. The Oculus is one of the virtual reality headsets that you put on. It has the two controllers and stuff. And one of the the things that you can get for it, it's uh, pretty much a simulation that that professional baseball players or colleges and serious uh, baseball teams get to help their players pretty much take live at bats like without using any resources, I guess would be the best way to put it, but you can go through and put in, okay, I want to see like, let's say like my little brother, right in high school. And uh, you can set it up to where, okay, he's going to be, he's going to be batting against high school level, level pitchers, pitchers, or you can boost it up a little bit and say that, okay, we'll put him against college level, pitchers and uh or if we wanted to do it we could say well i wonder what it's like to take an at-bat against jacob de yeah and oh, sit there oh, and, lord, help and, us. And, and get <laughs> lord shine your light on me
1: save me please <laughs> and
0: and see what it's like from a professional baseball player standpoint to stand in the box against a cy young pitcher the greatest
1: pitcher on earth right now, literally dice you up 101 miles an hour. Yeah, to sit and, there and like not even move the bat. Please throw a ball. Three. Please throw a ball.
0: But yeah, that, it's a it's a actual thing that's out right now. And like four times, I've been so close to pulling the trigger on pine one, and I just haven't. Are they like three hundred dollars, brand new? Yeah. Now, can you play?
1: You, we would both have to be there together to play, right? Or if like if we both had one, can we play together? How does it work? Sorry, I'm not really
0: into. The so the VR the win reality thing, I think it's only a one it's person thing. One on one, yeah. I, I think it's just them. like a single player where it's like okay, because it, it was designed for players to take virtual reps. Yeah. To to which is
1: something that they need to utilize more and people are starting to. And I think there's a learn. This is just speculation, right? Yeah. I'm not in baseball development. I never played baseball beyond being really young. I am the guy that's not as much the the player as much as the outside person. But I also know how things work. And that is a thing that I think you will see teams utilize more. And they're doing it at different levels. And we're not always going to be privy to that. But, you know, imagine be able to take a VR... At bat, you know, or or get an idea of what someone's looking like if they could generate that data before you go to take that at like in real time. Yeah. Like, the more and you see up, a picture and so pick up on it.
0: It, it, it like become part of your pregame routine, right? Like let's say you do you do some soft toss in the cage, right? And then from that you go to this win reality, and let's say a team's playing the Guardians and Shane Bieber's pitching that day. You can set it up to where you see pitches from Shane Bieber and take actual at-bats against him. And then from there, you go into normal batting practice just to get your timing and everything down from an actual ball or an actual pitch. But uh, that, that would be huge because pitchers have been using, not virtual reality, but analytics and these cameras that help them go from, okay, well, if I take my fingers from here to here, or whatever the spin rate on the ball increases four percent which yeah like it and then that increases my miles per hour x x numbers and
1: um They're benefiting, pitchers are benefiting, excuse me, from analytics as a whole a lot more in that revolution than batters are right now. And And hitting is the
0: hardest thing to do in sports already as it is. And if you're giving more advantages to pitchers, then it's just going to make it harder. And this is just giving something back to offensive baseball players. And I could see them too,
1: you know, doing everything you're saying, right? And then imagine if before you take your first at-bat – you, you know, in the dugout or allowed these, you know, the Oculus or this, what's it called? The game again, win, win reality, win reality. And maybe there'll be a more commercial grade, like even higher tuned, right. You know, thing that would just be for MLB teams that, yeah. you know, as you know, hoping to help them more than, uh, you know what I mean? Just like supercharge this program. Imagine if you could do that in the dugout and basically have already seen some of that in real time right before you step into the box in real time.
0: I don't think it they'll ever like- do that because I don't. I don't think I think that'll fall under the like the limited amount of technology that you're allowed to have in a dugout. Yeah, to where, like I guess that's like true. coaches and players can't wear Apple watches. You can't have like your phone in there. Like all this stuff. So I yeah. think it'll fall under that plus i think for the most part they're going to want to keep the game of baseball the way the game of baseball has been played yeah and i don't think that they're going to want to add virtual reality into the on deck circle or when you're on the or when you're in the hole or something
1: <laughs> yeah People acting up and getting into VR stuff they're not supposed to. You just yeah. see somebody in the on deck circle like honking their hands. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What are Ooh. you? I, I don't think you're playing Wind Allen right now. Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like, hey, what Yeah. Get your ass back in the dugout right now. Give me that bat. <laughs> that's fine, coach. I need to hit the showers. Anyway, okay. Anyway, this but, bat yeah, isn't the only hardwood that's out here. Oh my god! But yeah, no, it it'll, it'll be a. yo It's amazing how that stuff can be used in utilizing that, where they could have already potentially taken two at bats, not in the box, but already be warmed up in that sense, and you know, to, to and these you amazing. See, you pitchers. see their,
0: you see their slot, their arm angle, you see their release point, you see the way a ball like the way it approaches the plate from every pitcher before you even step in the box against them. Yeah. and they are probably using that data,
1: but it'd be different if it you could see it in VR versus seeing it on, a, on a, a tablet or, or a piece film. of
0: paper and actually yeah. feeling being, it. Yeah, is more different. or less. Yeah, and even like the against like like the, if if we were to face the White Sox and we're we're seeing it against the White Sox starter, like we see yeah. them all the time like throughout the Gio year, but it, it, it's still different when you get to do it an hour, two hours, three hours before a game starts. And take like real
1: reps more than you would in person, too. Obviously. You could take forty pitches from them, Uh you know, and and really try and pick it up. It's like anything when you warm up. Like we try and chat for a while before we start hitting record. Um, you know, it'd be like me trying to dig real deep into a file at work, something I'm working on, you know, a deal before, you know, you gotta get your brain warmed up. Me fighting big pharma without knowing what big pharma is. Yeah, exactly paul google searches what is big pharma what
0: is big <laughs> right. pharma let me let me see these motherfuckers it's like anything warming up you know when, one day difference. i'm waiting for like someone to knock on my door like hey you better shut the fuck up before yeah just just <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> mr wagner
1: and you're like uh you want me to?" that's my dad <laughs> yeah exactly
0: uh, he's not home right now. <laughs> he's probably with some model. Leave leave a message <laughs> after the beep. <beam>. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no Percocets here, sorry. <laughs> you from the other room? Uh you moved out 3 months ago, I
0: think. Real <laughs> handsome guy. <laughs> Real handsome guy. Heard he's got a huge dong. Yeah, always <laughs> brought models back. I don't know. Maybe try across town.
1: <laughs> anyway, so baseball topics, is but getting off of it. We are the <laughs> So I do want to say on Saturday, we kind of uh, hinted at this last um, episode, that Saturday was the beginning of the international free agent signing period. Um, And the Guardians made some splashes here. I want to preface this by saying this is not our level of expertise. Um, There are some really great resources that I would point people to. Uh, I would definitely shout out like Guardians Baseball Insider. Uh, They do a great job in... They have a podcast uh, that uh, this is where they live and breathe, and this is their their corner of the world. Of yeah, this stuff. They, don't they, don't they live they off of
0: prospects.
1: Yeah, like this is what they do, and they will always do a better job than us because this isn't what we really. We're try just to do, idiots so
0: that watch baseball and kind of know what we're talking about, and and, and I just do able, stats and stuff. We're, and try we're butter able knife. to we're able to translate baseball talk into normal people talk to where normal people can understand it true and paul knows the one to tell me to shut the fuck up when i'm yeah a little quit being a fucking offended. nerd
1: true nerds rule the world uh, but anyway i'm gonna butcher some of these names but i just we're not we don't really know anything about these but i found some um some not data but just some rough write-ups on what we sh- you know the average person should maybe know about these players we signed um, a lot of them, obviously, out of Venezuela, uh, the DR, Panama. Um, trying to see if there's anything else. Yeah, just a lot of DR. Um, so, but anyway, uh, first, I believe these are in alphabetic order. Sorry. Uh, Barome G- Guille, excuse me, is an infielder. And then we also got, C- I'd say, Sedino. Ho- yeah, Jose Sedino is a catcher. Then uh, Jason Churillo is an outfielder. Jose Gomez is an outfielder. Brian, Rush that one. Uh, would it be? I know, right? Crushed <laughs> it. Uh, Brian uh, Guedes is an infielder. Pedro Hernandez is an infielder. Melchis Hernandez, left handed pitcher. Crushed those Victor, last two. Thanks. Isturis is a catcher. <laughs> that would Your be Fran, <laughs> Your Fran John is an infielder. Uh, Alberto Mendez Gonzalez, an infielder. Jeffrey Mercedes Santana is an infielder. Moises Malero is an outfielder. Rafael Ramirez, infielder. Abraham uh, Tejada, right-handed pitcher. And Nomar Velasquez is an infielder. And some extra stuff that I kind of found on this uh, from MLB.com on, uh, what is it? Uh, is it Jason Chir- Chirillo? Yeah, Jason Chirillo, one of the outfielders. MLB.com actually had something to say about him. Uh, He's a switch-hitting outfielder from Venezuela. He'll sign as a center fielder, and that's where he's going to stay for the foreseeable future. There's a thought that the lean and wiry teen is too dynamic and athletic to play another position. Uh, He projects to be an above-average runner and have a plus arm. He takes efficient routes in the outfield and gets good jumps on balls, hit into the gaps. At the plate, he's continuing to develop. And like many prospects his age, he's working on his plate discipline and pitch recognition. Overall, he's a solid blend of tools and projection. Uh, Baseball's in his family with his older brother, Jackson, uh, is a shortstop and signed with the Brewers during last year's international signing period. And uh, then they talk about his agent and stuff. And then also there was a note on uh, Victor Isturis, who's the catcher. He's the nephew of a former major league infielder, Cesar and Myceturis. Sorry, I'm trying my best there. Uh, But Victor also trains at their academy. Uh, He's the recipient of big league instruction, and he's very advanced for his age and high baseball IQ, which you're going to expect from a catcher, obviously, and you're going to need that. At the plate, this teenage catcher shows a solid approach and superior instincts in the batter's box. His barrel awareness is especially noteworthy, as well as his recognition of the pitches he can hit in the strike zone. Contact hitter with a little bit of pop, which that'll develop. Um, on, def- on defense, he shows soft hands and developing arm strength with a chance to be an overall above average catcher in the future, a little taller than his uncles were. Um, and he's also probably a touch stronger. He has more of a compact body build than, uh, his other family in baseball, but he definitely has a chance to star at a premium position. So, um, you know, not to just read verbatim there, but pretty exciting stuff that, you know, those are some good projections that those were written up. And then another thing, and I believe this is just from the desk of the Guardians, uh, just saying that, hey, you know, they signed 15 players uh, to start that day. And among them specifically, they also called out that Jason Chirio, and I might be butchering that, I apologize, and catcher Victor Isturiz, uh, headlined the group, and that respectively, they slot in at 20 and number 40 in the top 50 international prospect rankings. Yeah, let's go, baby. Yeah. the senior vice president of scouting, Paul Jalepsi, uh, great Gillespie, name. Excuse me. Yeah. it's a real strong name. Yeah. Um, and director of international scouting, Rich Conway, um, said that, you know, the signings include nine players from Venezuela, five from the DR and one from Panama. And then they just said, you know, they're extremely excited to welcome all these players. And, uh, you know, the opening of this period is gr- a special day for all of them. I mean, these are young men, 18, 19 years old, and let's not lie. Um, you know, incredible athletes. We know that for a fact, but life-changing. I mean, you know, a lot not of just for them, their from, families too. Yeah, it's, it's you know, a chance to get it. And I'm not assuming, but for a lot of opportunities or for a lot of people, life-changing, the chance to get out of poverty, coming from poverty potentially, um, to, you know, for their family and um, just, you know, all the accumulation of their hard work mm-hmm. and, and to, to be drafted. I can only imagine what that feels like. And it's something we do very well. So, um, originally it looked like we were heavily linked to more infielders than we knew what to do with, but I like this. I mean, there's still a lot of infielders, couple pitchers, um, and some outfielders and a catcher. So the fact that that catcher is in the top 50, uh,
0: and what's great about that is we've, you've heard us preach about Bo Naylor coming up and probably not this year, next year or the year after. But then with this guy, uh, that gives us, Bo Naylor gives us a couple a, a couple decent years, right? And then if we start seeing Bo Naylor drop off a little bit, and you got this guy in your back pocket as well, where Eddie's, what, 18, 19 years old, nowhere near ready to be in the MLB. Yeah, I and, mean, not even it playing professional ball, exactly yet. So, so years,
1: so, four or five years away, easily. But probably. the thing
0: is, you got Bo Naylor, who, well, well by that point, probably, Maybe, like I, it's hard to predict the future. It's impossible to predict the future, but um, that'll be his prime. And then maybe you get this guy to come up and catch once every four days, kind of do it to where, okay, when this when it's this starter in the rotation, like that's your guy, you start getting him some big league reps and you have him in a back pocket and you start getting him ready. That way we don't have what we're having this year where we're like, oh, fuck, who's our starting catcher going to be? And then we find yeah. out it's Austin Hedges, who love Austin Hedges, right? Big fan. 10 out of 10. Yeah. Five stars on Yelp. But. Yeah.
1: Defensively. Defensive God. Yeah, but offensive, offensive liability.
0: If he doesn't get together in the offseason and he is batting like he did that last year. Do you know he's only got one more year with us? Really? We yeah. got him from San Diego in the Clevenger trade, right?
1: That feels right, yeah. But yeah, we only have him for one more year. Hmm. Fun fact. Look at that. But yeah, I mean, we we can't stuff the pipeline too much, and you know, maybe Bo Naylor is that every you know nobody can predict the future, but maybe he's the everyday guy and he's a star and everything he's supposed to be. Uh, what's his name that we traded away? Uh, who had the attitude problem? The catcher um, that we got Brad Hand in. Uh, he plays for the Rays now. Well, the I catcher. Don't know. He was. He was our big uh, Francisco Mejia. Oh, Mejia. yeah. I mean, you just never know. He's never really reached his full potential, and that guy was supposed to be the next, like you know how we look at like Nolan Jones and crap. You know, you just never know. Yeah, like until they get up here, you never know what you got, and so you got to stuff the pipeline with talent. Um, and and very exciting for these players and and for the organization. So, um, yeah, so pretty cool. We we expect them to do great uh things with this our scouting and front office is part of what makes us so competitive because it's surely not the money we're spending uh it's just do better than the competition and so i'm you know we can we can only really trust in that yeah can i do a little side note really fast before we kind of get to the main topic
0: uh i mean i'm not gonna say no oh look at you rocking the guardian shirt
1: rocking the guardian shirt baby let's go yeah, I got the Nike Dry Fit <laughs> one uh, with just the winged logo. The winged baseball came in a couple days ago. I ordered like five things. What was that? Probably five episodes now. Yeah, and they're like everything you're ordering will come by December 21st. And I think I even said this on the pod a couple episodes ago. And I just slowly get a sprinkle of things here and there. Yeah. Um. So I got one of the onesies. There's another one supposed to come. Ooh, did I get both yet? No, I think that's one of the things that still hasn't come. And then I got this shirt, like, a week ago. And then I believe today, finally, my other Guardian shirt that just has that script, like, just Guardians across the top. Yeah. Um, I have an Indian shirt that's the exact same shirt. It's just going to say Guardians. Is that now. one
0: is that one blue or is that one red? It's no, awesome. it's red. It's okay. red as well.
1: So that's coming today. And then by January 21st, the other onesie is supposed to come. So we'll Please see. Please tell me so that which, one
0: of them says, like, I dropped the Detroit Tigers in my diaper. No, uh, I wish they uh, the marketing or Houston Astros.
1: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> like, if you look in my diaper, you might find the Houston Astros. Yeah, shit.
0: <laughs> Which they're not. But no, shit. I like this shirt. The Houston Astros like are the, very good at baseball, but they are. But they em. can
1: chortle my balls. Uh,
0: but no, chortle's been your word of the week. You've been saying chortle. Yeah. I, I think I've you've said I heard it
1: that phrase.
0: You've. I think you've uh, said it to me once a day for the past week
1: i just love it man
0: uh i heard it on the show
1: uh oh now i can't think of it oh it doesn't matter but i heard it on some show a while ago that phrase and it's just hilarious yeah and i just
0: chortle sounds like a pokemon
1: it's driving me nuts i can picture it uh the guy that's in the verizon commercials that used to always be in it he's a comedian and he uh, was the head show. They're like developers in San Fran. Why can't I think of what it's called? That show's freaking hilarious. It's on HBO Max, I think. Uh, Silicon Valley. That show. That show, if nobody's checked it out, is hilarious. That show bangs. Never even heard of it. And the one guy one time is like, you can chortle my balls. And I was <laughs> like, that is awesome. I'm going to use that now. <laughs> So, but anyway, this shirt fits good. It is, the head's a little tight like the shirt's yeah. fine but like the head hole which sounds funny is like really small like okay. really kind of like I don't an know if I could wear it, cuz
0: I got a I got a thick
1: neck yeah and it's, so it, it probably it's fine once you get it on but it's just the literal head hole okay. is like really kind of small yeah it's it's weird like I like I have to sling it over my head and I don't have a yeah. big dome and so, I went I to
0: know. I went to lids sometime last week to see if they had any Guardians hats—they still only have the blocky. They haven't gotten any new new in.
1: I, I went to the mall around Christmas time when we were doing. I never go to the mall otherwise. Well, we have a really nice one around here, so it's not the worst. But in general, I hate the mall. Just for anybody who cares, it's usually just the worst place ever. But we got a really nice one here, and I went in there and they're like, "Yeah, we don't have any." Yeah. Like, okay. Cool. Well, and the guy didn't give a shit either. He's just like, "No, bro, I don't." I'm like, "Okay, have a great Christmas."
0: Yep. Thanks. And then uh, I bought an Ohio State hat. I have this thing where like, sometimes I feel, if I go to a store and look around for a while, I feel weird if I just walk out. feel that? So I'm like, uh, I have every color Ohio State hat besides black. So I bought a black Ohio State hat. Ooh, baby. I do want to go
1: to the team... Teen, the team shop you want to go to the team shop whoa brother no no i'm not a pedo (laughs) i don't even think i said teen it just sounded like it team shop around christmas time but as i told that one episode i was sick as a dog and worried about covid stuff and so i never got to go and i was really bummed
0: we (laughs) need to go together yeah i know i miss you well i miss you too i miss your warm embrace yeah Every time we touch, there's all here <laughs> All right.
1: This can all be part of our uh, part of our amazing race, uh the Amazing yeah. Race uh, submission. So anyway, okay. So the main topic for this week was we promised would be voted on Twitter, so I put that poll out yesterday. The four choices were gonna be addressing teams tanking, uh, making a baseball lineup out of, you know, and I didn't disclose XYZ. what it is xyz will say dot 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 asterisk asterisk uh one was uh ranking the mlb depth at each position and then the last decision our last option was free agents for the guardians which overwhelmingly won um didn't get as much voting as i thought but people are busy with football yesterday usually we get a lot but uh still got an okay amount of votes and appreciate everybody that um the voted, But yeah, overwhelmingly, I think it was like 65% of the vote. And then the next highest was like 15. I'm going to pull it up because... It has got crazy.
0: super dark in here.
1: I know. When we first started, you were cooking. The light was like... It looked like studio lighting, the way that natural sunlight came in. But now, let's see. It is 65% for the free agents for the Guardians. And then second place was ranked the MLB depth by position. Third was baseball lineup out of dot, dot, dot. And then nobody voted for teams tanking. So noted so anyway make sure you follow us 216 baseball pod on twitter and other social media platforms so that's what we're gonna do yep um and i wanted to in the essence of time and just we've kind of touched on this between like seriously go back and check what would it be probably like in the mid-40s episodes when we were talking about um who we wanted agent. to go get yeah the free agent news yeah. like part one and part two the hot stove analysis mm-hmm. go check those out um, for, I guess, more detail. So a lot of this won't really come as any surprise, but I just wanted to stick to five players, free agents only, and then maybe we follow up with like trade candidates for the yeah. next episode. But just pick five and they're going to go, they're going to start with most realistic and end with probably least realistic or kind of, okay, true big spending, you know, feasibility, all that. And we're just going to keep it to five. And I'll just set the precedent with this of like, Everybody on here is going to be an improvement. They're all doable, um, and they're people that I think that we should truly get. I'd say the last one is more of like fan service and just to make Paul happy, but we should be in on the this that. And here's the player. thing:
0: and all these are if Paul Dolan has the balls, cojones, testicles, uh, to go out and actually fucking do something. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So one point I wanted to make and come back to um, that I started on earlier, not to drone on and on, but is the fact that I am legitimately scared about the rush that's going to happen when the lockout ends. This is something that I was concerned about, and I do believe it drove a premium in the marketplace before... the deadline, you know, of the lockout started because it was financial security and in teams and players both mutually knew beneficially. We have a deal in place. I have this player. Whenever it starts, like I have them, and we talked about this in the past. Someone, it is going to be like New York City Times Square traffic that's been stuck at a red light for you know sixty days or however long this is going to go on, and then all lights are going green at the same time. And it doesn't mean that things can't be done. You know, and deals will be, but it is
0: going to be a flurry. It's going to be the. It's going to be an astronomical clusterfuck. Think and of a clusterfuck like, boom, boom, and then boom. magnify it by 10, and then magnify that by another 10. And guess what? That's where we're going to be. And I'm also concerned because
1: think about you know, when you sign players late, like deep in spring training, you know, when people go in in like late February, early, early March, right? You know, you're not, you're not acclimated with the team yet. You might not get as many spring training reps, which I think will be an issue for every player potentially, but it's just, imagine mentally and maybe just not mentally, but Imagine if you knew all this time, Paul, right, that you were going to play with the Guardians or you're going to play with any team, versus you're floating out there and then all of a sudden someone hits the play button and boom, you're signed with this team and like all the the noise and just everything that's going to happen when the MLB goes from zero to one hundred again. And next thing you know, we got to get spring training in and we might miss yeah, games. And like I all will these,
0: say, like that is a lot. For- I will say that if if a guy is older right like not not like some of the guys on this list have been in in the league for a while and and have been around so i think that that'll help because i think at the that point once you're a veteran and and you've been around the league a little bit you you're more equipped to just shut off all that noise and like all right let's get to work you know what i mean you you can't shut out all the noise like obviously uh, social media is huge now, so you're going to hear some of it. But I think that signing a free agent is going to be a lot easier for them to just shut out all the noise, rather than like let's say last minute we call a a, a prospect and you're like, guess what? Opening day starting lineup, kid. I think that's going that that would be a lot more rough than a free agent getting signed late. Yeah. So,
1: I'm distressed about it. Same with trades. I mean, truly, it could be mid February, late February before suddenly an agreement even exists to where we can players can report. I mean, it is going. And guess what? Now you're coming to Cleveland, which is shit. Yeah, exactly. A it's great not very marketable. Yeah, I'm I'm stressed about it. And if you have young kids and they got to buy houses, then and that's kind of being a big leaguer, you know. But well, there, there, just, a
0: lot of a lot of stuff like that. It, I won't say it's written into their contract, but there's there's services out there for professional baseball players where it's easier for them to find apartments or uh, like a house. There's 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 people out yeah, there that are spouses. specifically
1: for that. Yeah, and their spouse was probably taking on the nose, obviously, and you know, and and but it's still you think about your family. That's that's noise in the back of your head, right? Everybody your your family, what's going on with them, and they're they're professionals, but this none of this is beneficial to to MLB players and their yeah. families, obviously. So I definitely forgot a player that I'm gonna add on the fly. And then I think I'm gonna make the last one like a bonus one, because it's really not realistic. Or we could just do six. But anyway, let's start with someone that I've talked about a lot. Um, I don't know how much on here in the depth I want to. But first and foremost, Tommy Pham, uh, left fielder. He has played the last few years with the San Diego Padres. He is 33. He'll be 34 to start the season, which I kind of forgot until this morning uh, that he's aging a little bit. He is not the sexiest pick. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he is this, you know, he's, we're getting Mike Trout. But he is a serviceable person that Fangraphs has is getting like a two for 20 deal. Um, You could probably get him maybe even a little, maybe like a two for 18, just depending. I don't know if people are going to go for a premium or go quickly. I think it's going to be a little bit of a a both, but it's going to move so fast that who knows. But you're not going to invest a lot of capital into him. He's definitely going to be an upgrade um and and he's got a lot of good things to like so when you said two year, for coming,
0: 20 i thought you were making an applebee's reference and no i wasn't
1: two million for tw- or two years 20 million yeah um last year played 155 games slash 229 340 383 for 724 ops so just a hair above league average ops Uh, with a 103 OPS plus, so he's still above 100 there, which is nice. Batting average was the worst of his career by far, except for the shortened season, which, you know, it is what it is. But what I like about this guy is on base. He has a career in eight years and 732 games. He has a career 364 OBP and a career 447 slugging. So the slugging was down, but maybe that's him getting a little older. Maybe it's this or that. Um, but in an average year, this dude, I'm going to expect him to hit close to 270. I'm going to expect a 360 on base. Um, and the slugging should be, unless he's really fallen from grace prior to the, he had a really bad shortened season, but he only played 31 games anyway. So, you know, what kind of sample size is that? But, you know, in 2019, he had a 450 slugging. Uh, the year 2018, 464, 520 in 2017 when he came 11th in MVP voting. That was his like monster star year. But, you know, mid-upper four slugging. If he can even give us 450 in that OBP, I mean, he's going to put an 8, 8, OPS up and maybe like a 110, 120 OPS plus. I'll take that all year. You know what I mean? Like that's, that. It, I'm not saying he's got himself, but he's gonna be serviceable i think bradley zimmer had like an 81 ops plus last year in the year before and oscar mercado is the same story so yeah. if you're telling me we can get 110 to 120 with a guy i want to make this very clear something i like about him he doesn't play incredible defense or anything but in left field i'm not worried about that but he is fast he stole 14 bags last year which isn't wild in 2019 the last you know the second most recent full season, he stole 25 bags. I mean, you could put him down for probably about 15 bags, and that adds one more player that's a problem, right, on the bases, who's going to take his walks, and he's going to steal bags. So the batting average, worst year of his career, basically, besides the shortened season, by um, quite a bit um, in, in the batting average. But he's fairly consistent. The baseball savant stuff, Paul, when you talk about analytical projections and, you know, where did he rank? Listen, average exit velocity, top 23% in baseball, max exit velocity, so how hard, top 14% in baseball, hard hit percentage, top 16% in baseball, expected weighted on base percentage, top 26%, expected batting average, top 42%, so that one's a little little above average, expected slugging, top 42%. Hey, hey,
0: hey buddy. Ba- yeah. You're getting a bit convoluted over here now little little much. Okay.
1: Well, the the highlights here. Basically, he hits the ball hard and it goes it hits it real hard when he hits it. Strikes yeah. out a little bit under, a little bit above average. His walk rate though, we'll, we'll just hit the highlights, sorry. Top 5% in baseball in walk percentage. Top top 5%. Yeah. So chase rate top 2%. So he sees the ball like nobody else. Like
0: Carlos Santana
1: And then some top 2%, um, sprint speed, top, you know, upper echelon. So hits the ball hard, sees the ball well, gets on base. I will take that all day, not the sexiest player, but a person that we can stick in left field and will be a true upgrade to our team. So I, a mix of prior performance, where he's at in his career and kind of the, the, um, the projections analytically for what's under the hood, right. And where he ranks all day. I will, I will take it all day. So that's Tommy fam. Not again, not sexy, but doable. There's, there's no excuse. You can upgrade that and then let's go upgrade another part of our team. So um, second, and this is something that's kind of close to my heart is a relief pitcher who can be very volatile. We know that. And uh, but someone that, we could get and would make a difference for not a lot of money. And that's Colin McHugh. So he's also going to be a little bit older. Uh, I believe he's 35 years old uh, at this point. Let's see. He is, sorry, baseball references we all know only acts up. Yeah, he's 35 years old. And Fangraphs estimates that I think he'll get a one for five deal. He just had a hell of a, a hell of a year. With uh, the Tampa Bay Rays. Okay. He just dropped off, uh, let's see, he dropped off 37 appearances with a 155 ERA, 64 innings pitched, uh, 256 ERA plus, which I hear is pretty good, and a 0.94 whip. So he's going into his 10th year. Yeah. He'll go into his 10th year. Little bit of an old man, but you know, you want a Brian. Would you rather have him or Brian Shaw come back? Like, let me tell you, there's one answer here. He used to be a starter. Yeah, anything's Uh, better than Brian Shaw. True. 2014, 15, and 16, he was a starter with uh, Houston. So he went from Houston to the Rays. And those are two very analytically advanced uh, teams when it comes to pitching. And as a starter, two, seven, three, R a three, eight, nine, four, three, four. Like the guy can just pitch. He he's nasty. Um, and you're telling me for $5 million, I can get a veteran to replace Brian Shaw with that. That's, that's going to be a lot more useful. Um, and coming off a great year. He, he, I don't expect him to repeat those insane stats, yeah. but he, we need this guy on our team. And if you go look at his baseball savant page, Paul, it is a lot of red, like deep red top in all of baseball. Average except um uh, they're all highlights. Just go look at Colin McHugh's baseball savant page. He's top basically five to two percent in almost every pitching analytic. Chase rate, whiff, fastball spin, curveball spin. Doesn't throw hard. Fastball velocity, he's not a hard thrower, but he just throws nasty shit, which you want. I mean, it his baseball savant page is kind of porn. Like there's a a lot of deep red on there. top five, 10% in baseball. Basically. Now
0: here's a question since we're on the topic of relief pitchers, right? Okay. Do you think James Karen bounces back this year? Ooh, uh, good,
1: good segment to break it up a little bit. Um, I want him to, I am going to do one of those things where I won't let him hurt me because I won't have expectations. Is that a fair answer?
0: I mean, you didn't answer the question.
1: Do I think he will bounce back deep in my heart? Like
0: back to true peak form or to be
1: like solid?
0: Just. I mean, I don't think that he's going to be exactly what he was at the height of sticky stuff. I think that obviously that added something that elevated his game to a level where he might not be able to get to. But that's Mm -hmm. not saying he won't get there without sticky stuff. I mean, pitchers have done it before without sticky stuff what's to say he can't do it the stuff's there yeah. all sticky stuff does is elevate the level like what you can already do if that may, you, you see what i'm saying yeah it's like steroids yeah so it, the the stuff's in there it's just whether he can push himself or it can get brought out of him to elevate himself up to that level So, my deep, my like,
1: I guess my knee jerk reaction, right? Like, when you asked me that is no, I don't think he has. I don't think he has the mental fortitude. Ultimately, I don't think he has the mental fortitude or maturity as a person, right? To stay sharp enough to continue to develop. And like, I just, in my gut, I don't believe so. Okay. Okay. I I think he can help the team and I hope he does, but I just think he's a head case. Honest to God, I do. And I I just think we're going to see moments of like, unbelievable talent and then it's also going to be mixed with like burnout lows like he's done for back-to-back seasons and he's young as hell he is young as hell but the stuff he puts out on social media and all that like he's not all there in my opinion and like i i just don't see someone like that busting through to to take the next step unless he does an insane amount of maturing overnight you know what I mean? I just, okay. I, I don't.
0: Yeah. He's going to
1: be his biggest problem.
0: N- another pitching question, right? Not not a relief question. Obviously, Shane Bieber's going to be back and he's going to be our ace. Who True. do you Love think him. steps into the number two role? Because as we saw last year, Zach Plesak has had his ups <laughs> and downs. Is it still Ooh, Zach Plesak or does Cal Quantrill take that spot? I think Cal Quantrill. I
1: believe in him. Yeah. Um. You know who I. You know how everybody. You can't put your finger on it, and the numbers aren't there. But like, I just love Savali. He's not a two, but I. I just. I don't know what it is. I'm so high on him. You know it's who? Just something- when you said
0: that, you know who I thought of. Who? T Mac. Four number three. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. The the levels that we saw Tristan McKenzie pitch last year. Obviously, talking about peaks and valleys, shit. But still, like the the man almost threw a perfect game. Yeah, which doesn't isn't awesome,
1: obviously, but doesn't. Now, okay, so I will say this. Conversely, think about the the mental fortitude and maturity that Tristan McKenzie has versus James Cameron's check. Yeah, like,
0: night and day. Like, but here's I the believe thing: McKenzie if, can do it. So. Karinczak's been around this team. He's been around these guys. What's to say that Tristan, which we've seen Tristan McKenzie kind of go through the same thing Karinczak went through last year, right, and bounced mm-hmm. back. So what's to say Tristan McKenzie doesn't help him out through it? Yeah, that could, that, that he may
1: help him and some veterans will help him get there. I'm just saying just on the surface and what I see and yeah. listening to the way they talk, like McKenzie is so mature and is like, crazy up here on the just mental strength from what i can tell um that i believe he could figure it out more on his own not not with help yeah just he has that that killer something in there that he can mentally handle all, all this as he continues to mature so yeah maybe it is mckenzie i don't know he certainly got the stuff but yeah i'd say Quantrill probably because i'm on record before we had a podcast that when that trade was made and maybe it was no i don't think i ever Maybe it is on the podcast, the very first couple episodes where I said like Quantrill is supposed to project it like a two, mm-hmm. like he's supposed to. Why aren't we giving this guy a chance to start? And then are you seeing look this? What he did?
0: Do you keep seeing this lighting change? That's how windy it is here. That's yeah. how fast these clouds are moving. It's like Bro, once every like right. two minutes, it's gone from like wow, it's bright as shit outside to like oh damn, am I in Seattle now?
1: <laughs> you're going through it.
0: But, it's um, so windy that so I have my sliding glass door closed. Somehow my blinds are still blowing in the wind.
1: Damn, you're going
0: through t- it. Tell me how that works.
1: That I don't have an answer for you. Whew. That's that's living
0: by the beach, baby. Flex. Everyone wants to do it until hurricanes roll through and everyone shits their pants. Funny enough, I don't really have a desire to live by the beach. Like, it's I overrated. Like the
1: beach, I enjoy it, but like the cost of stuff and the the cost of insurance, which I know is such a silly thing, but like just everything yeah. about which everything is right covered by, by
0: renters beach. insurance for me. But
1: yeah, but if you had like an you know a home yeah. and it's just like everything about it, and then the crowds of people, which I don't mind people, but just you know different strokes. Of I different I folks. don't
0: go to like, the beach I, I, like I'll i send you pictures and stuff from is, like, 15, 20 minutes away from me. I live three minutes away from mm-hmm. the beach. Like, downtown, not downtown Virginia Beach, because downtown Virginia Beach is called Town Center. But, like, the main street, like, on the beach, like, when you go to Virginia Beach, this is a street you go to. I live, like, three minutes away from it. Yeah. But I Which the slides. only time I go there really is if I'm, like, there. there's a couple bars down there that I'll go to but even then I don't really, cause it's all touristy or it's a whole bunch of like college kids or young kids. And I'm just, eh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Do what you got to do. All right. So an impromptu one, I'm going to put
1: the last person on the list and just call him like a bonus person. So keep this strict. Cause I really want it to be realistic. Um, so number three uh, is someone that I, it slipped my mind until now, Andrew Chafin, who is hmm. uh, a free agent, obviously um, who's coming off of, uh, being with the Oakland Athletics. And Fangraphs estimates that he will get a two-for-ten deal. So a little, obviously, more money, obviously, to commit to the bullpen. And bullpen arms can be very volatile, so there's some risk there. But he's only 32 uh, years old, which is nice. And he's a lefty, so got to love that. Logan uh, Allen's our lefty. Yeah, and Colin McHugh is a righty, just to clarify that. So Andrew Chafin is really good at baseball uh in 2021 uh he started his year with the cubs and then got traded over to oakland combined he threw he made 71 appearances paul with a 183 era God pitched 68 and two-third innings uh struck out 64 he had a 230 era plus um the dude's a monster The year before that, 2020, uh, he's moved around a lot. He was with Arizona to start the year, and then got traded to Chicago. So this man's been all over. But combined in the shortened season, 15 appearances uh, for only nine and two-thirds innings. He had a 6.52 ERA, but that's such a small sample size. Let's go up another year. 2019, um, 77 appearances, 3.76 ERA with a 119 ERA+. 2018 with Arizona. 310 ERA in 77 appearances with a 136 ERA plus. Um, you get the, the next year, 351, 71 appearances. I mean, cash money, right? So he had an out of body experience in 2021, but it's in there. The guy is very good at baseball. Lefty, Paul, this mustache Uh, I need you to Google Andrew Chafin's, uh, excuse me, just his baseball reference page. And I'm telling you, you are going to love this guy. So he'd be a lefty. Uh, We could, you know, probably get two years. I mean, two years for
0: 10. You know, I'm a man for a great mustache. mustache. I know you're talking about. I'm a fucking I'm a sucker for a great mustache.
1: Yeah. So two for 10. Yeah, I know that thing is. He looks like he's like played. If you told me he played in the 70s for the Oakland A's, I'd be like, yeah, 100%. He just looks like he's from the seventies and eighties. Oh, look
0: and at by. look at a picture of him from when he was on the Cubs. Okay. Ooh,
1: hot boy. That's Not even better. Really, but he's just a unit. He's got a um, fucking
0: Hulk Hogan handlebar mustache and like oh a, yeah. a yeah, brother. Curly fro. I love it. And I'm here can for I tell it. you
1: something else about him that you'll love. He is from Kent State University. That's where he was cool. Little homecoming. Whoops!
0: Whoops! I yeah. wonder when did he graduate Kent State?
1: Oh God, I have no idea. Let's see if Baseball Reference tells me. Well, he was drafted in the first round of in 2011 uh, from Kent State. So I don't know if he got his degree or not. Well, uh, anyway. that's why I meant
0: left Kent State. So he was probably. I think that that was the team that was the Kent State team that made it far in the College World Series. It very if well could have been, I remember right, Kent State college um, world series
1: and he's from western reserve obviously if he went to school at kent state kind of likely right that he grew up in ohio but he is he's an ohio guy western reserve high school in and nah, i was a
0: year off they made it they made it far in the 2012 college world series um, they probably would have
1: won if they had andrew chafet yeah. just saying um six I'll, I'll look into big, it a little bit more okay he's a big boy uh baseball savant amazing exit velocity, hard hit percentage, uh meaning he, it's top 13% there meaning that he when batters do make contact it's not hard hit, you know, it's he's they're not making a ton of contact or hitting the ball hard. Um, his expected ERA, expected slugging barrel all top 15-25% in baseball. Not a big strikeout guy, um, doesn't walk a ton. Uh, just not a lot of spin or velocity on the fastball either, but he just gets guys out. He just gets it done, and uh, so th- that might project a little bit, uh, but we know he's serviceable. We've seen year in and year out 70, 77 appearances, um, and if they can come out of there and just be an absolute dog for you and a, uh, a veteran. And obviously get outs and run a three ERA for you, who's gonna complain about that? That's that's worth two years and ten million. I mean five million a year. We're not talking giant money here.
0: So yeah. Um and, he would and be a good fit. Two thousand eleven Kent State won the Mac and Which he was um, on that team more than yeah, likely. Yeah. I'm I'm only I'm looking at two thousand ten now. And I'm trying to I'm looking at the brackets right now for two thousand the two thousand eleven college playoff. Okay. um Kent State beat Texas State then beat Texas and then Texas won the losers bracket and then beat Kent State so yeah, they made it to the regional them. finals so they beat
1: them but then in the losers bracket came back and then we beat the revenge.
0: then, then Texas got-, got the revenge tour
1: ooh that's that's tough
0: yeah. But the they idea. made it to the regional finals which for a Mac team is is pretty good. That is I will say. Um the so Mid-Atlantic the conference list. coming through.
1: True. So it could be homecoming for him. I put him third on the list of feasibility um just because more than one year obviously and Bring and that mustache to Cleveland that. baby. Let's let's do it. And I guess on the subject of feasibility um this player should maybe be low, like number five instead of number four, but I'm going to put him there uh, for now. And that's Anthony Rizzo. And the reason that I put him there is because I think the, the cost per year, I guess, is maybe why I'd put him at number four. And it seems weird because it's like Anthony Rizzo, the Cubs, makes me want to jump off a building and end everything, obviously. But on fan graphs, okay, they have them as pulling in four for 60, which is... If you're telling me for $60 million total, you get Anthony Rizzo as your first baseman, which is a trouble spot for us. Like Bobby Bradley, I've said it under my breath a couple times. I like him. He's a hot boy. Man, is he a hot boy. But I just, in my soul, I don't think that he's I, it
0: long term. I think I he my- needs to grow a little bit more. I yeah. think he can be that guy. I, think he, I truly, deep down in, in my heart and soul, I think Bobby Bradley can be that guy. I just think he's not that guy yet. Yeah. But like we need a team, you know, where you can
1: have Anthony Rizzo be a veteran at first. I mean, you're getting an automatic upgrade and there's less coin flip, right? In 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 chance in what you're getting to to shore up one more position that you know exactly what you're getting. And then now your corners of
0: the infield are set in concrete. Like your corners yeah. are are all-star players. Yeah.
1: Sorry, they think he's going to get three for three for forty-eight. So three uh, years, sixteen million a year for forty-eight. I saw another one that said four for sixty. Um, so you know, there's there's that. But regardless, we're not talking about bank-breaking money per year, and we're not talking about a ton of years. Um,
0: so and go like it's just something you got to think about of, on top of some of these free agents, right? And something that we've talked about before. Now, this year is the time to go make a big signing like this. Now's the time to go get get a big name. On top and and the article that that we both read, I was like, this rebrand has kind of just snuck through everything. Like it hasn't been because
1: they've sucked. They the marketing
0: team sucks. Like they're trying um, to like not
1: stir the pot. But like we changed the name, own it, like go for it, lean into it. Here we go. Every part of this is make a a splash.
0: Every part, the the lockout doesn't help, obviously, because you can't you can't make any moves, and like you can still market yourself, you can still market the team, but nothing is going to market a baseball team like signing a big baseball player. We let a roller derby team throw a wrench in it. The
1: strategy behind it was ridiculous uh then out of nowhere we got a random video and everybody loved it and there was hype and the the team shop opened and that was cool and then it's just been crickets nothing has been like didn't you they, would barely was know it? that we changed the name like, didn't the,
0: tom the, who, who narrated tom, it was it tom cruise uh, tom hanks, tom no, hanks tom that's hanks, who it was yeah. i knew it was tom yeah. something
1: but like our twitter team used to pop off you know the person that ran it i think yeah. it was a guy and then it was a girl a couple years ago and they did amazing jobs but like now it, it's like they're scared to come out of their shell. They're just doing some. Hey, sarcastic- Cleveland
0: Guardians, slide through our DMs. We'll run your Twitter for you. Yeah, I mean it's just
1: ridiculous. So a Jose extension plus like I'll, get a splash I'll run going. it like
0: Wendy's does. I'll, I'll, everyone, I'll come at people's throats. Yeah, and just get roasted. Yeah. Um,
1: but it just we have to. You need to make the splash with a Jose extension and then something because we have fifty million dollars on the payroll and it's. We need to add another 20, 25 million. So if you can add Anthony Rizzo, okay, four-time gold glove. Uh, Obviously, we know he won a World Series. Payne, Silver Slugger, and he has a platinum glove. And he's not the same Anthony Rizzo he used to be, but he's a left-handed bat. He is a veteran of all veterans. The presence that he would bring to the clubhouse and to this young team, he is like everybody around the league says he is one of the top Probably, I would say, five, ten guys from an optics standpoint of guys you want on your team to put their arm around somebody and pick their teammates up. Like a Freddie Freeman. Yeah, he's like Freddie Freeman, just a different version. Like, you want Anthony Rizzo on your team. Very good defense, good bat, even though it's sliding down a little bit. Last year, he had a down year, and like the OBP and slugging has been creeping down the last couple years. But he still put up a 783 OPS um you know he hits the ball hard 2019 he had a 924 OPS whoops year before 846 899 928 899 913 that was back in 2014 so he's had a couple years where you know he didn't have a great shortened season and 2021 was a little down year at 31 you know I think he'll be 32 by the start of the season yeah he will or uh will he be 32 no he's already 32 excuse me uh at 32 He's not washed. There's nothing, yeah. you know what I mean? And he's coming off. He didn't win a gold glove this year, but he's coming off prior to last year. Prior to 2021, he ran back gold gloves three years in a row at first base. Like,
0: yes, yes, please. Num, 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 num. Yes, 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 please. Like, and then on uh, since we we brought up Freddie Freeman's name, can we talk about the meme that I sent you the other day? Where yeah, I said, don't remember it though. It Sorry, said, it's it said, I've, I just thought of this great trade proposal. The Atlanta Braves get Freddie Freeman, and Freddie Freeman gets a bunch of cash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> That
1: would be good. That would be great. I love it. But yeah, I mean, this is a guy that put up, you know, back, I'll go from 2014 forward, 5.6, war, 6.4, 5.8, 4.5, 3.1, 4.2, and then 2020 shortened season wasn't amazing and short, so only 1.1, which... Would probably be a little above three if you you know extrapolate that out. Twenty twenty one. I'm really surprised he only put up one point seven more. That that ain't gonna do it. That's just he also just was under- a part of a Cubs team that literally dumped everyone. Yeah, he didn't have a great just. How do I want to put it? You know, it's just kind of a down year. But he's 32. That's yeah. not like he's not like he's 35 and we're trying to make excuses. I mean, what he does for the team um in the defense and the the veteran presence if you can go get him for three especially if you only need to to um commit to three years you pull the trigger on that like holy crap you pull the trigger on that could you imagine he would be great your third imagine your corners like you said jose and and then on the other side of the diamond
0: catching the ball for you is anthony rizzo oh (laughs) yeah oh it's not gonna happen though I'm I like like you said about the whole James Karen check thing, my expectations for our ownership is about as low as it can get, yeah, <laughs> so I don't get heartbroken. I don't so, think that they're gonna do anything,
1: so I don't wanna spoil it at all,
0: um because but not that it's spoiling,
1: but not to jump ahead, but just to get right to the point is we will make a splash in trades. We have 14 in middle infielders on our 40 man. That's not going to fly. We are going to make trades. But what I would like to see ultimately is one free agent signing and a trade. You need yeah. you we need to make two moves between a trade and one signing. Go get Tommy Pham, stick him in left field and then make a trade for Jesse Winker or something. Spoiler. Or or do do some mixture of We need of we something. need a
0: corner outfielder and a
1: Big we need bat. two if we can get it if we're really going to go for it we we need a corner outfielder we need two i don't care how you do that and one reliever so well, what i, what I will say
0: is i and and there's no saying that josh naylor is going to bounce back because of what happened and when we'll get yeah, it's him looking back. like
1: mid-season he's going to come so
0: back. i really that. liked josh naylor in right field i like josh naylor a lot i think josh naylor Has a lot of painful, a lot of potential. Yeah, he's more of a first baseman, though. But again, like ultimately, I think that Josh, you can shore up and and or you throw him in left and put. I mean, but Fam's defense isn't great either. Yeah. But he's just
1: fast as hell. Yeah. He's going to get on base. That's why, in a perfect world, Tommy Pham, Colin McHugh, and or Andrew Shafin. So get like one little piece plus a reliever, and then go trade for like Jesse Winker or yeah. Matt Olson. Like then go trade and use all that equity you have and get something big. So you 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 trade and cash out. They're going to have to make a trade. There is no if. Like it will happen. They have to do it, and then spend. 15 million in the free agency market and next thing you know our team is looking pretty damn good and like now, way better and
0: short up here's a here's another question sorry to keep like breaking all this up but i think it's a good no, idea to break it up it's good so i know you're not a big jersey guy right you're never really yeah, just I, I have no problem with it well, I just- no 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 no. Let me let me finish my question right what is one player we could sign or trade for to make you go i'd buy that jersey Oh geez, that's a good question, Matt Olson. I would buy a fucking
1: Matt Olson. You would jersey. buy a Matt Olson like, jersey, yeah. Like day one, I'd be like, I don't care. I'm dropping the money. I okay. Give me that fucking give me that Matt Olson jersey. That would be nuts. That would be crazy. I can dig so- it. Yeah, I think that's the one right out of the gate, I would say. I love me some Jesse Winker and stuff and he would be an incredible bat, but he's not going to do that like extra something where I'm like holy shit this guy's on our team, I have to get a jersey. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, it, it, he he's amazing, but like Matt Olson is like a
0: <laughs> Would you like, get an Anthony shit. Rizzo jersey? I'd have to see
1: how he did in his first year, you know, but probably not. Not okay. when we literally have a top 10 player that's better than anybody we're talking about signing or trading for, like Jose is a top ten player in baseball. So like I should have his jersey. <laughs> I just I do have jersey his jersey, guy, guy. but I know you do. Yeah, you're you're the you're the homie. So all right. So fifth and final, and this is a name that frequents Guardians Twitter, and someone that we very well could get, uh is Michael Conforto. Uh he'd be a right fielder for us. He uh just came off of being with the Mets. This is his first time at free agency. And something that works in our favor is he had a random really down year last year out of nowhere. Otherwise, he would be going for a four, five, six-year deal for a lot of money. He turned down... I think he turned down the qualifying offer um, from the Mets. I believe they made one to him. So obviously, he's going for a little bit of cash um, because otherwise... Uh, you don't just turn down what was it like 20 million is almost the amount i of think so. qualify. like yeah you don't you don't just randomly turn that down uh but he's just a hell of a player and for some reason as always uh baseball reference is just eating eating my butt right now yeah when um, i go to
0: baseball reference it pretty much that, my computer can't try handle it in,
1: try and add in uh uh Trying to add in Fangraphs, which can get buggy, and Baseball Savant, which is always slower, and the computer is just like, ah, (laughs) it's just like screams and overwhelmed. Uh, But I think that Fangraphs has Michael Conforto as like a one for 20 deal or something just to reestablish his value or one for 17. And he was offered the 18.4 million qualifying offer and turned it down. So they think, so he's going to have to get more than the qualifying offer, I think. But, um, He wants to reestablish his value. Uh, He's a player that otherwise we would never really have a shot at. Um, He's just a hell of a ball player. Maybe get him here for one year and then try and extend him. do something. Last year he had a 729 OPS, but in 2020 shortened season, 927, 2019, 856, 2018, 797. And uh, he was an all-star in 2017. He put up a 939 OPS. So, there is a lot to like here. Uh, I believe he plays pretty good defense. He would be that right field bat, uh, right-handed. He's going to be 29 by the time the season starts. It's almost his birthday here. He's a March 1st birthday. Um, analytics are pretty good on him. Hits the ball hard. Um, baseball savant only shows last year's like analytics. So because he had a down year, they're not as favorable. But they're still middle, slightly above middle of the pack. But he hits the ball hard, and he walks a lot. Uh, plays pretty good defense and average speed. But I mean, this is, this would be a premium guy. This is besides a random down year, we would never have a shot at, at Michael Conforto. But yeah. the issue with him is one year. You know what I mean? Like what I, you, you bridge the gap to George Valera next year, but it's like, I want minimum two years out of somebody like minimum two years. And I just don't know if you would take a two for 40 from us or a two for 38, would we even do that? I. I don't know. At that point, I'm not saying Anthony Rizzo is going to be better, but like go give that to Anthony Rizzo if he'll take it. You know what I mean? I'd like somebody you know is going to be there. And so that's what's tough. Yeah. But I will say out of every player that we've said so far, Michael Conforto was like the one that would make the biggest impact. Like without a doubt, like at one of these, could you sign in one year? What are they going to do? Michael Conforto would bang. He would he would just tear it up for us.
0: Can I so, can I talk about this last guy because I'm on. Yeah, he's gonna for be saying,
1: the he's gonna be the bonus asterisk guy because um, it's not gonna happen. We really don't have gonna, room.
0: And if we're gonna talk about a homecoming, yeah, guys you. a guy from Middletown, Ohio, uh, Kyle Schwarber, big Kyle Schwarber fan. Have been a big Kyle Schwarber fan for a while. You've heard me talk about him. Um, and going into some of his stats. Um last year finished the season with a 957 OPS and the shortened season in 2020 uh down year 7701 uh and then 2019 871 823 782 um just the thing I like about Kyle Schwarber the most is just like his his baseball knowledge and being able to plug him in anywhere his defense isn't fantastic um but the dude can fucking mash uh last year he finished the season with what is it um 32 home runs 71 rbis a stolen base um 64 walks and uh, he struck out a decent bit, 127 times, but the the guy is just a good good baseball mind, and, and a guy who's been there in the postseason a lot with the Cubs, and then last year with Boston, and then played a lot of the season with with Washington. But I don't know. There's just something about Kyle Schwarber that just gets my rocks off.
1: Yeah, you love him. That's your dude. Um, The difficult thing is the defense is awful. It's not not good. I mean, it's awful. And yeah, you can stick him everywhere. Doesn't mean he belongs. Um, You know, first base, left field, DH. But we have a DH, like uh, you know. And I don't really want to run Franmio out in the right field anymore. So the fit isn't great. Of like, where would we play him? But the bat plays. I mean, the bat. You could put
0: him in left field, and and the the wall help him out a bit.
1: Yeah, but he plays real bad defense.
0: I, I I looked into it. We talked about this before. I, when I when I looked into him before, a lot of his defensive miscues were at first base.
1: I know, but I looked up his like defensive runs saved um, in left field and stuff, and bro, it ain't, it ain't good. On top of the eye test, but for the bat, if we needed a DH or something, <laughs> like <laughs> the dude just balls good. Good human being, good baseball player, good baseball mind. Bat is. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I mean the the bat goes brazy.
0: and and like so, like I said, he's from Ohio, so another another big homecoming.
1: Yeah, it would be, but I will say, not only is he going to fetch some decent money, mu- we don't. The biggest issues with this is, and so we'll call him like the the bonus person. Is he's linked to like the Red Sox again? He's linked to like some big market teams to go back, and we just don't have room. Like yeah, yeah Boston, in the Nationals,
0: field. and the and and the Cubs. The Nationals yeah, are coming off of winning a World Series what 3 years ago? 2, Two years, years ago, ago, but now they're in now they're in rebuild
1: mode though. So yeah. it's kind of They still also For have three the years, best
0: You're right. Cuz they won it in 19, right? Yep. Right yeah. before they they won Yeah, cuz they won then the Dodgers won and then the uh, Braves uh, Braves just won. Yeah. So, man, um, we got to bring them back to the American League. Good yeah. Lord.
1: But um but yeah, just the fit we don't really have one for him. He's tied to teams. The cost. There's just a great guy. would love to have him. But I would say he's the least likely just because of, yeah, basically everything.
0: He's a guy yeah. that if, if we signed Kyle Schwarber, i would go buy the jersey day one. Yeah, I feel that. I feel it. It's, he's weird to
1: value, too, because of the defense. You, he kind of needs the right team that really needs a DH, you know? So I can see him going National League because we're going to get a universal DH, like hundred percent will get that out of the CBA whenever they do decide to get their thumbs out of their butts. Um, but you know, I can see him on a National League team just to play there because yeah, you want the bat. I mean, it's just nuts. And he just speaking of the universal ball in the
0: DH, postseason. this is something. If you're not that for you're, it. You're corny. Well, no, 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 me. no, no. There's I I no way that, that you'd there, be so. able to give me an answer here, right? I can give it for you, but where would you like to see Albert Pujols end up for his last year, if this is his last year, or if he comes back at all?
1: No, oh, the Cardinals. I mean, like it has to be, right? Right.
0: I mean, I would hope so. I like that. That would slap to see him back in in St. Louis with with his best friend, and imagine a farewell tour for St. Louis where Yachty and him retire in the same year. I know, and Wainwright. Oh, and Wayne Wright.
1: If Wayne Wright doesn't already. I don't think he said anything about retiring. So I think, yeah, we'd be good. I just want him to hit 700 home runs. Like, I need that in my soul. He needs 21 more. So I don't care if he's 60 years old. Wherever you can get 21 home runs, that's all I need in my life. I don't ask for much. Like, you
0: have to, please, Jesus. Someone has to sign him. Somebody has to. If he's willing to come back,
1: he will. Maybe not play every day, but at least have a bench spot. Because he yeah. just ruins left-handed pitching. He ruins it. Like, somebody will use him.
0: Imagine you if he comes mean? to Cleveland, which won't happen. We have a very good DH in Fran Mill. But, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say no.
1: It's just like, just, and what sucks is he at 17 this year. Um. So he needs, you know, twenty one more to seven hundred, and I just don't know if he can get that. Unfortunately, he also so he might need to go. Con- I wouldn't say he got on top dicked,
0: but th- he was he was in L. A. Released, yeah, and then he went to a another National League team. Mm-hmm. So he he had to play first days yeah, come off the
1: bench. I don't think he's really going to get everyday reps anywhere anymore. He's just. Like the he just ruins left-handed pitching. Like that's his role. Yeah, but it, I feel
0: like he's more likely to come in on a DH role than a first base role. So I think we'll yeah, see more playing time be if he guy. goes to somewhere. Well, even if he is just a bench guy, I think he's more likely to see more time if he's just a true DH. Oh, of course he would. So like they're two separate obviously you know this, yeah. but I'm saying, like, obviously
1: they're two separate like amount of plate appearances you're yeah. going get. I'm saying I don't even know that he will swing a DH role somewhere. He may, he may, um, but he's just such a specialist. I'm not saying an everyday
0: that, DH. I'm saying like if he goes somewhere where third DH right now you get just more than bench. Yeah, than bench w- w- ADs, like basically. if the, he splits time with another DH that just smashes gotcha. right-handed, be- like right-handed one and a pitching. Half. Right. Yeah, you
1: get like one and a half kind of what just a pure bench player. Exactly. So okay, and gotcha. so
0: him and another DH could split time to where he would get a decent bit of at-bats for a a old DH. Yeah, I just want him to hit
1: 700. Even yeah. if he just does a thing where he gets as many as he can this year and say he gets 15, and then he has to play one more season in 2023, and then he just hangs it up once he hits 700. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just something like that. Uh, but I just want it. But anyway, so yeah, I would say Tommy Pham, uh, what is it, Colin McHugh, Andrew Schaafen, uh, and then uh,
0: Anthony, Anthony Rizzo. Anthony Rizzo
1: Michael Conforto, and then the bonus kind of thing, right? That would be nice, but there's no reason to ever believe Kyle Schwarber. But again, preface, we're going to make the big splash in the trade. We have 14 middle infielders on our 40-man, most of which have never even played at the major league level. We cannot go into the season with that. Just, it can't happen. We are going to make a big splash in trading. Um, but, you know, some combination of that plus one of the names on the list, you know, buy a little, trade for a little. You know, we, we have a ton of payroll flexibility. Yeah. A ton, a, a metric fuck ton. So we need to use it. And, and we can easily end up with three or four players, probably three, right? You know, a reliever and two corner outfielders or a first baseman in a corner. And that immediately changes our whole season, you know, the replacement players. 100%. So, um, so that's that. But... All right, this was
0: fun. It was. This was good. This was longer than I thought it was going to be, honestly. Yeah, it was a lot longer, but we
1: threw in a bunch of random
0: stuff. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of sidebars, a lot of bullshitting. But it was good. I love it. Yeah, that's what makes 216 Baseball 216 Baseball. True. All right, you got anything else, dude? No, man. Uh, Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, the usual (laughs) spiel that Alex gives. Uh, Let us know if there's anything specific that you want to hear. I really want to do this. This if you do another poll, and if you guys are listening, I really want to do this baseball draft that we, that we've had in our back pocket for a month now. Um, yeah, it might even be more than that. Yeah, it we've had it in there since. Days. We've had it in there since before the reindeer draft.
1: Yeah, true. So it's been a hot second. It's yeah, probably been a little over a month. So we're due do. Well, I say one. we do this. I say we just do it no matter what. Like
0: two episodes from now. I say we two do episodes way. from now. I say we do yeah, another we'll- poll for next episode. And if they want the draft, we'll do it then. Yeah. But yeah. if okay. they don't That's want fair. it, then we'll do it for sure. The episode after that.
1: Yeah. Cause we'll probably follow this up with like guardians, you know, top five trade. Yeah. You know, people like to compliment this. But- yep. Yeah. Anyway, so at two one six baseball pod, like you said, and please make sure if you're not already that you follow the the show on wherever you get your podcast. That way, you never miss an episode. And please consider leaving us a review. It lets us know you enjoy the content and helps us out as well. And so we appreciate it. And we will be back next Monday with an episode. Hope everybody has a great day. If you get today off from work, awesome. And um, yeah, just powerful stuff. Obviously, MLK uh, day and. Um, you know martin luther king jr's influence on on just the world you know in the way that that we should treat people and and um yeah i'm trying to quickly touch on obviously a huge topic but just make sure you know we honor everything that he did and in his legacy of course big big stuff uh but anyway yeah hope everybody has a great rest of your week we'll see you next monday and guards up baby guards up baby let's go